Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Senefer Mendoza. Senefer, you are the founder and general partner of Mendoza Ventures. You are found on the web at mendoza-ventures.com. Senefer, what a beautiful name. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Josh. And you're not Egyptian, but your parents <laughs> apparently found the name and they're like, well, that's beautiful. Let's name our daughter Senefer. Yep. I'm a native New Englander with hippie parents. So I got an Egyptian name. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. All right, Senator, please tell us about the work that you're doing. First off, I just want to say, and I was telling you this before um, we started recording. Thank you. Thank you for breaking barriers, for leading the charge, for inspiring other women to break into the world that you have been doing some amazing work in. And what is that work, Senator? Uh, writing the check. <laughs> I am, I'm a woman who writes the check and we are on a mission to get as many underrepresented founders to also write the check as we can. <laughs> yeah. So what Mendoza Ventures uh, does what? So we are an artificial intelligence, cybersecurity and fintech VC. We're based in Boston, but we invest nationally and we are hundred percent of our GP team is minority or female which is a little bit different from a typical VC, 80%. A little of, bit. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, you you VC undersold that, I'll just say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I know you, I think you've got some statistics about that as well. Yes, we do. Um, 1% of all general partners are female. Um, 6% oh. of all partners in VC are, are female. And so, mm. but I'm always skeptical of the partner because that's, you know, VCs, we, we write our own stats a lot and partner mm. can mean anything, but um, 1% of all GPs, which is women that are responsible for raising and then deploying the fund are female. I so I'm a unicorn lo- basically. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. How did, how did this come to be? How did um, Mendoza come to be? So we were founders. We had two startups that we raised for in the Boston area. And my partner is a very typical technologist um, type who had two startups and he needed a COO. So I learned technology by um, COOing those two startups and scaling them. And it got to the point that we were starting to exit and the board said, find something to do. And we did. And after experiencing venture capital, we took a step back from the process and realized that there was a lot to be improved upon. The number one thing for us was that, um, you know, you got a check, which was great. We loved our investors. But then we were held accountable for that check at board meetings. And like every new entrepreneur, we needed help. You know, we made all the mistakes. We skinned our knees. We hired the wrong developers. And if there had been more transparency between us and who was writing that check, which was some very talented, intelligent people, it could have eased the process for everyone and created better returns. Um, So we set out to put the startup in the middle of a venture capital firm and design the firm around supporting that startup. 
So for us, that looks like a lot of transparency between the startups and the capital stack that's funding them. Mm-hmm. We have a um, rule here that you should always be lifting yourself up and lifting someone else up with you. Um, and so, so by doing that, we create actionable support for founders so that if they break the code, if they need to run a board meeting, if they um, are trying to get into a new market, they have boots on the ground intelligence to be able to help them at that moment. What, uh, and I'll tell you, in terms of the verticals that you're in, um, <laughs> fintech, cybersecurity, and AI, uh, I, I mean, I can't think of three better industries that, that in, in terms of like, if I were a VC, yeah. that's where I would play. <laughs> so I don't blame you because uh, there's a lo- so much innovation that's taking place. And and I'm hoping maybe you could kind of share just about the portfolio, the folks that you've you've been able to work with and, and what kind of outcomes you've been able to help them achieve. Yes, definitely. I always thought that VC would be super financy. <laughs> and, you know, I wasn't sure that I was a natural VC. I love this job. It is the best job I've ever had in my life. And I'll pull one up as an example. I spent a lot of time last week with a company in New York named Finch, and they're closing the wealth gap for millennials and Gen Z, which I'm passionate about because as an elder millennial, I'm in that sandwich generation. And so it's a checking account that's supercharged so that you can buy your coffee from your from your investment account, which is a really different take. Um, and so I spent some time with them. They're two wow. founders from Australia that immigrated to the U.S. And I wake up every morning in service of these 12 amazing companies, 80% of whom are founded by an underrepresented founder and connecting investors who are willing to give a cell phone company, a cell phone number along with a check to those companies. And so that's 90% of my day. Well, that doesn't sound like a bad gig. What are yeah, the, and again, you know, certainly highlighting the good aspects of it. What what are the parts of, uh, you know, being at the helm of a VC, uh, you know, of a, a venture capital fund or, uh, forgive me, what would we do? What, 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 what do I call your company? We're a venture capital firm. We are- Venture, venture um, capital firm. Yeah. Thank you for my vocabulary. Yeah. Um, what are the what are the things that maybe, um, you know, it's, it's, it, they're, these are the tougher aspects of this work. Yeah, we, um, we are also fundraising all the time, which I think, I think founders forget or, and there isn't a lot of transparency into the capital stack, but in a self-founded VC that's not, you know, attached to a corporate arm of a big company, we have to raise all of our funds. So that is a skill that we've learned, but that we're excelling at, which is exciting. Um, And so that is always challenging because I think every founder is aware of the feeling of the incredible responsibility that goes along with having employees and making sure that you're aligning your capital to make sure everyone's taken care of. So that's the stuff like every business owner that keeps us up at night. Mm. Um, and I think the other side is, you know, this industry is learning how to be inclusive and mm. we are very fortunate to be at the forefront of that, but VC is not inherently designed to be inclusive. And so we do a lot that's different from a typical VC to make sure that we're creating an environment that more people can participate in. Yeah. How has that differentiation been a huge asset for you? The facts are out there that diverse teams outperform 
you're a veteran. You've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. It, it, you want those <laughs> those voices from multiple backgrounds and 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 sensitivities, and because that's the population. And exactly. you know when the uh, the 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 broad population is served by essentially what is then a minority of the entire population and that one minority speaks for everybody it's you have that massive disconnect exactly exactly and for us i'm sorry i didn't mean to answer your question but i'm just like i'm 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 just i'm thrilled that you're doing this work and and i'm so grateful for the success that you're having and i have to imagine that there's plenty of champions i hope that are out there that are rallying to your um to your cause There definitely are. I think our second fund was a great example of that. We set out to raise $10 million and we oversubscribed it to 14. And so we're in the position now that um, people are championing us, not just with Twitter, but also by putting, writing the check, (laughs) which is fabulous. Um, And the reason that we see that as such a key thing, I would say that all of our startups check the box as being diverse in a traditional VC way. But we really go to break up homogeny on the team for everything that you just listed. So a great example is I just joined the board of Listo, which is a really awesome company based out of California that's creating financial access in the Latinx market. Their board was certainly diverse. It was all Latino men and so and and a couple non-Latino men. And so we said, okay, it's time to put a woman on this board so that as we go to grow, we're getting different perspectives. Mm. Um, and that founder is certainly very inclusive, but finding someone in fintech, you know, it's hard for the same reasons that everybody says it's hard. Um, our expectations are getting there with the, with the experience and the network. And so we diversify them from where they are, not just, you know, saying, oh, we've checked that box. Now we're done. We don't have to support this company in that way. Yeah. When somebody, when a company limits their diversity, um, uh, you know, I, you know, in the beginning or, you know, while they're, what, what are the inherent, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, maybe there's an example of, of, of something that you've seen or you've observed um, with or without naming names. Uh, how can this, why is this so important to pay attention to this and where could this really cause harm um, if we don't take uh, you know, equity, inclusion, diversity, seriously um, within, um, you know, our, our own company's leaderships and our, our own company's makeup. It'll hurt your performance. And that's well-documented. Um, the way that I see people trip up on it is that bias feels like risk. To us, it feels the same as risk. And so this is exactly yeah. why VC is struggling with it so much, because if someone's really different from you, it's a little bit harder to work with them. And it's, you know, your jokes may not land. <laughs> it's it's a trickier relationship to navigate. And so, and you have to be really intentional about making sure that you've created an environment where everyone can be heard. And so it when you're learning how to do that, it feels like risk. And so the reason we see it as such a big predicator for startups is that if a founder can take someone radically different from themselves and inspire them to their cause, that sets them up for success in so many different ways, whether it's selling a product, growing your team. Um, You know, CEOs at the founding stage tend to be either exceptional salespeople or exceptional product people. You need to be a flexible person to round yourself out to get all the help that you're going to need around you. I think Yahoo was a great example of this. Their C-suite was a revolving door for a couple of years 
while they figured out that right fit. And it really came down to the flexibility of the people to be able to work with each other, to get everyone on the same boat, rowing in the same direction towards the same goal. How does Mendoza Ventures uh, find great uh, companies uh, to partner with and invest in? The blessing of being who we are is we look more like founders than VCs. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so the founders come to us. <laughs> um, and now we have a great portfolio of amazing founders who are doing all sorts of incubators and their friends are coming to us and they're meeting people out there. You know, my dream situation is that when someone gets frustrated at one of our portfolio companies and leaves and starts their own thing, they come to us for funding. That's the, that's the environment that we want to create. And so we've been really lucky that the founders have um, been really receptive to what we're trying to build and have been coming to us for funding. We also have a rule to make sure that we're not getting stuck in our own rut, that every partner has to do something outside of their normal network once a quarter. So it has to be, you know, if you went to Harvard, you can't go lecture at Harvard. That doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> you, have to, yeah. you have to break your network once a quarter. And we're we're beating that average. I'd say we're breaking our network about once every two weeks. <laughs> wow. Um, so at this point, where is growth for Mendoza? And and what is the what is the path to kind of, you know, where you see Mendoza going over the next few years? Yeah. Um, we are growing our firm a little bit flatter and a little bit more intentionally than a traditional VC firm to be able to make sure that we can keep that transparency in those layers, not just for the founders and the LPs who invest in us, but also for our company so that we can grow more diverse talent into the VC world faster. So our fellows program is a great example of that. We have a fellowship. You can find the application on our website um, where we pull up MBAs. And they work alongside a general partner for an entire semester. So they're not with an associate or an intern in their MBA program. They're helping us run a VC firm. And we've found that the return on that investment from our time has helped accelerate these fellows into careers and jobs that they wouldn't normally get otherwise. Um, One is head of data for a startup. Other ones are working at other investment companies because they're helping write memos. Their sleeves are rolled up. They're doing the work of VC in their fellowships. For us, we also need to create growth capital for this great diverse set of startups that has been funded. There's a lot of seed stage companies that have come out that are funding the seed stage. So we now have a bunch of more diverse seed stage people than we've ever had before. They're going to need A to C round funding, and we're going to be there to meet them with it. Yeah, I love it. Um how can I help? What can, what can I do? Or someone who's listening to this, uh, you know, this podcast, what can we do to support your work? Write the check. You know? yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Invest in some great companies. <laughs> I know a great VC firm. Um, yes. But yeah, invest in some great companies. Look at your own portfolio. And I think that in that accountability, we oftentimes don't think about where our own money is going. If you have a white collar job, you probably have a 401k. That 401k is managed by fund managers. Ask your HR department what percentage of that 401k is managed by people that look like you. And if they don't know, make them ask the service provider who's selling that 401k to your company. You have control over your own money. You are the customer of your own money and where you spend it actually matters. That is the most important thing I've learned becoming a venture capitalist. You have more power than you think. And if you can save up $10,000, you can invest in a startup 
and you can change the world for a founder. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Sanifer Mendoza, you are the co-founder and managing partner. Managing partner? Was that a general, general partner? General, yeah, partner general partner of Mendoza Ventures. You're found on the web at mendoza-ventures.com. When somebody goes to your website, what do they click on? What do they do? How do they engage? Um so we have two areas of our website. If you want to be an investor and invest in Mendoza Ventures, we have a form there that's called a limited partner or LP for people that haven't invested in venture before. We are now accepting LPs for our next fund, which we're really excited about. Um, and if you're a founder and you want to send us a deck, you can send it to partners at mendoza-ventures.com. And there's a link to that on the website as well. Yeah. All right, Senator, thank you so much for joining us. I really, really love this conversation. And again, congratulations for the great work you're doing. And I'm so excited for not just obviously your success in the companies you work with, but also um, setting that example and inspiring others and inspiring other women to break into the space. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Josh. You too. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. And we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.